Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me today on the Above180.com podcast is Matt Canizaro. Matt is the public relations manager for the USBC. Matt, Tim Berg here. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy day to join me. Always a pleasure, sir. Uh, any opportunity to, to talk bowling is uh, it's a good day, so thanks for having me. Of course. Well, this whole thing began, actually, Matt, when I received an email about a week and a half ago from a, a concerned uh, listener of the shows, and, and she said, are you going to do any podcasts on the Women's Open, which is going on in Reno? Just just got underway a couple weeks back, and I said, you know what? That's a good point. We haven't done that. So, Matt, let's uh, let's talk about the Women's Open and the Women's Championship taking place in Reno down at the stadium. Um, had some great teams out there already for the opening weekend. But let's, I guess, briefly begin, if you want to talk about the patterns and where folks can go online to find those. Certainly. Uh, the Women's Championships kicked off on April 10th, and uh, a lot of great bowlers headed that way, of course. Um, a lot of tradition at that event. This is the 96th edition of the Women's Championships, and they're back in our home away from home, one of our favorite places, the National Bowling Stadium in Reno, Nevada. Um, so always nice to to be there and uh, be able to compete in such a unique venue. Um, but that event will run until June 30th. So long way to go, and uh, very excited about the, the possibilities and um, all the news that's going to come out of the National Bowling Stadium. Um, any information can be found on bowl.com, uh, women's championships page is bowl.com slash women's champ. And it has all the goodies on there, uh, including information about how to register for this year. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, this podcast and interested in bowling and Reno, there's still time. Uh, you can go on bowl.com and sign up your team, um, choose from what squad times are available and, uh, registration for next year in Las Vegas. That's a big one, uh, already open and, uh, teams, 
sign it up quickly. So check that out too. And you can go on there and take a look at the subboard or the leaderboards for this year's event. And of course, um, one of the big questions is what is the lane condition at the women's championships this year? And if you go to the information tab on the tournament page, uh, there's a link to the lane conditions graph and you can take a peek, uh, very colorful and informative and see uh, what they're bowling on out there and uh, see if you're ready to take that on. Excellent stuff. And I know one of the tournaments that's uh, something new that the USBC started was the mixed tournament. So why don't you take a little bit and talk about that? Because that's something that, honestly, it sparked my eye because it's Reno's not that far of a, a haul and, a, you know, a car trip for me. But just talk about that tournament and, and who you're hoping to attract with, with, uh, with that event that's also going on in Reno. Well, we learned a lot back in 2013 and 2014 having both the Open and Women's Championships in Reno at the same time. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities for the ladies to come over and bowl in the Open Championships while they're in town for the Women's Championships. Um, so we got a, kind of a look at um, who travels together and, and came up with the idea that uh, that the mix should be um, introduced. Uh, so we worked on promoting that throughout the 2014 event. Um, essentially, the mixed Championships is uh, designed to go alongside the Women's Championships, so they will travel to Women's Championship cities. And the format and divisional structure is is the same. Uh, there's four divisions for the team event and six for doubles and singles. And it is put together to attract bowlers of all skill levels. So it's not uh, it's not necessarily as elite and competitive as some might feel that the Open Championships would be, uh, for example, uh, which of course isn't true uh, in its own right. Uh, but the divisions. Uh, will be anywhere from 190 and above to 129 and below. So a place for everybody at the USBC mix. And the idea is to introduce bowlers potentially to uh, traveling to an event, to bowl on a national stage, uh, but maybe in a little bit less intimidating environment than the Open Championships, which traditionally is uh, a little bit more competitive. Uh, so they can go to the mix, kind of get their feet wet, get introduced to what national tournaments are all about, um, as far as you know, marching out and just some of the structure of the event, uh, but in, in more of a fun and laid-back atmosphere. So this year at the NBS, uh, the team event for the USBC Mix will take place uh, on the same tournament lanes upstairs um, as the Women's Championships. Of course, the NBS has 78 lanes on the fourth floor, and uh, doubles and singles will take place downstairs on the showcase lane. So kind of set aside a little bit, uh, so the mixed bowlers can have their own experience also. Um, and then hopefully, uh, not only will friends and family decide to travel together and take advantage of that tournament, uh, but it will grow and be a nice mix of bowlers who are kind of novices and just getting introduced into the competitive environment, as well as top-tier bowlers just looking for another outlet for uh, being able to compete. And, uh, and of course, uh, husbands and wives and friends being able to take the lanes together uh, the mixed team event, two men, two women, and then mixed doubles will have one man, one woman, and there's a singles event as well. Um, and you can bowl uh, a few times in each. Uh, so definitely take advantage of being there and bowling multiple squads. And I'm just getting comfortable and getting one more opportunity to bowl. And then next year, you know, the mixed and the women's championships headed to Las Vegas, a popular destination. So now that the tournament has been introduced, hoping the only entries will 
the sky's the limit in 2016. Got to check in with Bill Semsart over at Bowling this month. Bill? First up, we've got Heather D'Erico with an article about back pain, where she gives us some great tips on what we as bowlers can do to reduce our risk. Next, we've got a new article from USBC Gold Coach Susie Minshew about bowling under pressure and how you can learn to make your best shot when it matters most. And then finally, we've got an article from Team Canada's head coach Tyrell Rose about the different types of focus that come into play throughout bowling's shot cycle. For all this and more, please visit BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up for your no-obligation free trial. Back to you, Tim. All right. For all those articles and more, check out BowlingThisMonth.com. Awesome stuff. Matt, well, let's uh, head right where you are. You're in El Paso right now. Got a couple uh, busy weeks coming up with the the live streaming and and lots of stuff going on there, and got some some pretty talented bowlers coming to town. Well, it's always an adventure uh, at either of the tournaments, uh, but here in El Paso this coming week, um, a lot of excitement, a lot of great players already inside the venue taking advantage of the showcase lanes, team practice session. Our next broadcast on Bowl TV will be April 20th, and that is Adam Barta, and his talented group includes 2007 All-Events champ Mike Rose, PBA regional standout Brian Wallacek, of course Rob Gottschall, who has two 300 games here at the Open Championships, and international gold medalist Scott Cole. Uh, those guys always around the top 10, and looking forward to them putting on a good show for us on the 20th, and then followed the next night by defending regular singles champion Lewis Jenkins Jr., who came in last year and struggled in doubles at about 520-ish, and uh, things just came to him in singles, and he bowled an 826 series, took home the regular single title. So looking forward to seeing him and his group back on the lanes. And, of course, uh, just two more broadcasts uh, in a line of of great, great opportunities this year. We had some good scores and very entertaining bowlers so far this year, and no doubt this will continue that trend. Well, Matt, you bring up the scores, and I'd be remiss if we didn't at least chat about it briefly. Doing the live streams, what are you seeing in the, as, as you watch the bowlers who are very, ta- uh, you know, very talented bowlers and guys that are kind of st- uh, struggling is the, the wrong word, but comparatively to what, what they were shooting last year, the numbers that we saw at Reno, talk about what you're seeing out there and, and why it's maybe kind of tripping some people up, or is it just a shot is that challenging that the numbers they're shooting and, and they're actually throwing the ball well? Well, it's, uh, it's just one of the adventures of the Open Championships that uh, each year you're going to get to uh, be challenged by a different lane condition. And going back to 2013, two different lane conditions, certainly a true test of versatility. And some years, uh, looking back at history, have yielded uh, bigger numbers, uh, you know, higher scores, more 300 games. And some years have proven to be a little bit more challenging. And I think that's part of what the bowlers enjoy is that Regardless of how you did last year, uh, it'll be a brand-new opportunity this year. Uh, and folks coming to El Paso know, uh, just looking at the scores and, and the graphs, and it's going to be a little bit more challenging. You're going to have to throw better shots, be more accurate, and definitely make your spares. Uh, we're seeing some, some great bowlers bowl well, uh, and we're seeing some bowlers struggle, which is uh, it's just the nature of the event. Uh, you can't be on every year. Uh, but certainly uh, the numbers are out there, of course. Our all-events leader, Chad Moss, 21.52 is a solid number. And uh, a lot of chatter, too, about our team all-events number, Junior Team USA Support 1, led by Eric Vermilia. Those guys are the 2013 team all-events winners, and they're back on top now with uh, 10,064. And that is a 223-plus average 
so the numbers are out there, uh, but it's going to take a little bit more work and preparation. And I think the bowlers who practice hard and, and, and challenge themselves at home are going to come here and find success again. Of course, and and they also take like you said, taking advantage of the showcase lanes always a great a great way to get yourself accustomed to the 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 pattern and the condition, the bowlers journal event, uh, all sorts of great ways to get yourself uh, prepared. When you prepare back here, you get to El Paso prepare. Maybe you know get your make sure everything's fitting properly with the the change in weather and humidity and et cetera. Matt, can you talk about briefly if if someone still is kind of on the fence, can they still come out and bowl in El Paso? Is is the entries are the entries still open or have, has things officially closed? No, we are uh, we still have entries available, and that will go actually all the way until July 11th. So that's our last team day, and what we're seeing a little bit in the in the trend now is that as folks are returning home, uh, talking about their experience in El Paso, uh, they ended up having a, a better time than they ever could have expected. Um, of course, there's some, there's some talk about El Paso being a little bit of a slower town, not too much to do, uh, but I think the boys are, are being pleasantly surprised, and they're going home almost wishing that they had planned to be here longer, which is great, great to hear that. Uh, but as they report back to their fellow bowlers at home who maybe didn't make the trip or weren't planning on it, uh, they still have the opportunity now to sign up and join us and take a shot at uh, millions of dollars of prize money and, uh, and a terrific experience in El Paso. Perfect. And, Matt, I have to ask you, a lot of th- a lot of guys like coming down there and gals for some of the food and some of the different uh, restaurants. You got any personal favorites that you can maybe tip us off on where we want to go and, and head for a great, uh, great meal? Well, there's uh, a lot of local favorites. Uh, just visited one the other day actually called uh, – L&J, uh, which is a, a nice little Mexican cafe, um, green chili and chicken enchiladas, uh, just terrific salsa, world famous, uh, a lot of places like that around town. The locals are very helpful and friendly when it comes to finding those locations. We have a, a booth right outside our check-in area, uh, staffed by the Destination El Paso folks who have a list of places that are uh, excited to have the bowlers in town and are must seize while you're in town. I uh, also uh, have to talk about Cattleman's Steakhouse and Ranch. It's a little bit of a drive, but uh, some of the best steaks uh, in the world and a great experience if you can get out there during the day to look around. Uh, sprawling grounds, uh, animals running around, uh, definitely just uh, a nice bit of nature uh, out here in El Paso, too. And plenty of restaurants within walking distance of the convention center. Very convenient. Uh, a lot of good deals in the coupon book. Um, just the whole city and a lot of the businesses very excited about the bowlers being here, and you can feel that when you walk into each of those places. Um, you know, just an experience recently. I just happened to be wearing a USB-C logo, had a USB-C card out, and a discount, 10% off for the bowlers. So um, the town is ready and excited, and certainly get out there and take advantage of, uh, of everything. Walk around, look around, um, and uh, don't be afraid to ask for help if, uh, if you need directions. Well, you know what, Matt? I've talked to some folks that were out there, and that's the one thing that they all said is whenever they went into an establishment, whether it be for just a cold beverage or for a sandwich or for anything, they were greeted very warmly and just had a great time and great experience. And it seems like it's a very friendly city, very hospitable city. So thank you for, uh, thank you for your tips. And, Matt, thanks for coming on. And by all means, anything comes up, let us know. And uh, if not, we'll be in touch later, uh, later on down the road. Always a pleasure, sir, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for the opportunity.